Hello, my friends. Simon Miller here because some idiot forgot to hit the record button uh, on the podcast because we have now gone back live on YouTube for the time being. If you don't know, the reason we stopped doing live podcasts is because it was affecting my on-demand views. I have it on good authority. That may have changed. I will know over the weekend and hopefully we can continue it. However, while there will still be um, a crossover between the two, we're also going to do exclusive episodes for YouTube and we're going to do exclusive episodes for the audio feed. This one is a dual one, hence why it may sound a little bit different, but I appreciate you all the same. Thank you very much for supporting me and hopefully it just gives you more audio content for you to listen to when you're a little bit bored and you need to pick me up. But for now, let's talk about the Elimination Chamber. Because somebody didn't push play, but I have done that now. Now, do I have crappy internet? Yes, I do have crappy internet, but we shall do what we can. And even though we did chat about the Elimination Chamber the other day, I um, I wanted to just have another episode out here now so we can get back into the thick of things. And to remind everyone that is watching this live, please ignore the weird background and how close I am to the camera. We are building a podcast suite over there, and hopefully it's going to be to, to be glorious. Now... My internet is balls, so I don't know what's going to happen. Don't move to the sticks if you live in the UK. It's not worth it. It will make your life an absolute misery. But we are but a few days away from the Elimination Chamber, so I thought that we should talk about it. And we should talk about AEW Dynamite that went down last week. There's lots we can get into. And of course, thank you to everyone that is joining me live. Thank you to everyone that does support me. And make sure you watch What Culture Ups and Downs for AEW when we're done here. Or you can pop there and come back now, whatever you want to do. And if you do have a question and you do have something you want to talk about, remember you can throw a super chat in the YouTube and I will 100% get to you and answer whatever the hell you do want to talk about. So let us do it in chronological order and we will start with Dynamite from last night. It was an interesting show. I enjoyed it very much. I know, not a big surprise. Like, Simon, you enjoy all wrestling. It's good for me, though. I'm having a great old time. and entertain- I'm entertained from night to day and from day to night. Is that a thing? Yes, I've decided it is a thing. But I do understand where some people were coming from, where they felt like it was a little bit of a... I don't want to say below par episodes. That's well too harsh. I mean, I didn't think there was that much bad to it at all. But maybe it didn't have the diamondism, not a word, that other episodes have had but i think that's okay because you can't have you can't smash it out of the park every time and i felt like we built stories i felt like we're still heading towards the pay-per-view and i felt like you know we are now for example the wardlow samoa joe stuff we took five minutes of our time we had to sit down with wardlow he talked about samoa Joe. he dropped an amazing piece of information about how the reason he grew his hair out and the reason he grew his beard is a like an homage or to pay tribute to his dad who had passed away from cancer. And I believe this is a true story. I mean, why would I don't think you'd make that up even in wrestling. And Samoa Joe knew this because they were a tag team and they shared this information. And yet Samoa Joe still decided to go and cut off his hair. That's the story right there, which is why I don't understand when people go, A doesn't have stories, AEW doesn't have stories. They definitely have stories and they're there if you want to see them. So you should go and watch them. <laughs> but I liked it. I thought it put Wardlow in a great position. I now think he should win the TNT Championship at Revolution. And I think then we should relight the fire under him like Lulu and we should get him back to that main event scene. Because if you can do the MGF match, the story is right there as well. Don't forget it, All Out, whatever the hell it was, wasn't All Out, the one before that, double or nothing. MGF lost to Wardlow basically in a squash match. So if anybody has a, um, a right to say, well, I think I, you know, I think I belong in a title match. It would be Wardlow. Also, quick shout out to my man, Dan Lenley, uh, in the super chat, who says, my favorite board a-hole, it's been too long. Hasn't it just, Dan? It has been a long old time. But uh, for anyone that is listening and maybe didn't see this the, uh, the other day, the reason it has been so long is simply because 
YouTube didn't like live streams for the longest time, but apparently that's all been sorted now. Or at least I hope that is the case. Uh, we will find out in a few weeks. And if I vanish again, you will know why. But I enjoyed that. I enjoyed everything with Brian Danielson and Christopher Daniels and MJF. I thought that tied in well. Of course, I enjoyed the opening match with Jeff Jarrett. And we should probably use that to, or use this as a juncture to, to say, you know, all thoughts to the Jarrett family right now. Uh, you know, Jerry Jarrett passed away a couple of days ago, I believe it was. How Jeff Jarrett did that, I will never know. But he is built of stronger stuff than I. And uh, if you listen to Wrestling Observer Radio or you're into that kind of stuff, Dave Meltzer did a really cool uh, bio about all of that. Uh, an audio bio, I should say. So definitely check it out if you can. Or, you know, there's, there'd be other articles you can read. But a huge influence on the on the wrestling industry as did the entire Jarrett family, really. Say what you like about Jeff Jarrett, but you can kind of document the history and what he meant to wrestling, and it's it's pretty damn big. You know, it's, it's pretty damn good. So more power to him for coming out for this match, but it was his crew taking on the acclaimed Orange Cassidy, and who the hell was the other guy? Why can't I remember? Oh, Billy Gunn, of course, Daddy asks, because I include him in the acclaimed. And they just had a good time, and they just had some fun. And when people are having good times and having fun, that means I'm having a good time, and I'm having fun as well. That's all it ever takes. That's all I ever need to do. And I know some people, as I just checked something on my phone here, I know some people, um, uh, you know, they don't like goofy wrestling. And I know they don't like goofy wrestling because they tell me constantly, but I don't want to live in a world where wrestling is serious all the time. I'm not saying there's not a place to that. Of course there is a place for that. But I think it would be super duper dull if that, um, if that was the case. I think you have to have fun with it. It's wrestling. We're running around in our pants. And if you, if you don't take a step back and... What's the word I'm looking for? But if you don't take a step back and just appreciate that then I think wrestling is going to fall off a cliff. I think we're doing a good job in building up revolution. And I also seem to be the only person that enjoy the women's story. Now, I'm not saying it's perfect, but I liked Ruby Soho versus Tony Storm versus Britt Baker because it told me a story. And that's all I need. I don't need five-star bangers all of the time. And the idea that Ruby Soho could join Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter, or she could join Tony Storm and Soraya as the outsiders versus the AEW originals, and you've still got Sheeta to come back into this who has been injured, that's all fine with me. Like, that's all... Um, that all works for me. I, I think in many ways, the uh, level of match quality when it comes to Dynamite is so high that we forget how good it is. And all of a sudden we're judging everyone by that bar. But we don't really, uh, we don't really need to do that. I'm just, I'm just intrigued to see what she was going to do. I would absolutely team her with Soraya and, um, and Tony Storm. I think that's much more interesting. I think Ruby Soho as a face so far has basically done all she can do and we can open up more, more feuds for her to work with if we go in that direction. And then maybe you can, you know, there's the other option as well is to put um, Shida with Britt and Jamie and then we need, what, one or two other people on each side and we can do a War Games match or a Blood and Guts match, whatever you want to call it. And that's totally cool with me. I have no problem with that whatsoever. I think that would be tremendous amounts of fun, to be totally honest with you. I'm just trying to think who else you could put in there. I mean, you get Riho back potentially if she's able to do it. I think she was having visa issues. You could... Uh, Willa Nightingale could absolutely fit in there. She could draw the Britt Baker stuff, and that ties into all the stuff we did with Ruby Soho a few months ago. Because Ruby Soho was getting pissed off with Brit with um uh, with Ru with the Ruby and those two, Willa and Ruby, were getting annoyed with each other. So I absolutely think there's things we can do there, and I hope that we do do it. But I see a lot of people saying they don't like it. I think it's perfectly cool, and I'm intrigued to see what Adam Cole does, maybe at Revolution or at a different time. Because I kind of from that promo, I kind of got the vibe of. 
is he fighting at the pay-per-view or is he not fighting at the pay-per-view? I don't know. I don't know what the answer, I don't know what the answer to that is. Somebody in the chat has also asked me, uh, what's the deal with the Doug Williams match? Yeah, I'm taking on Doug Williams in May for Kapow Wrestling. That's an intimidating thing. Uh, if, you're, if you don't know who Doug Williams is, he's basically, uh, he's the, the cornerstone of British wrestling. Without Doug Williams, there wouldn't even be a scene. So I'm going to have to bring my end game to that one. It's one of those matches where if something goes wrong, it ain't Doug Williams' fault. <laughs> It's, it's definitely my fault, but, uh, you know, th that's, that's the whole point of wrestling, right? Is to throw yourself into these cool situations. I mean, not in a million years that I ever think I'd be wrestling Doug Williams on a show. So the fact that I'm here and the fact that he's cool with it and the promotion is cool with it, I take that as a massive, a massive pat on the back. So yeah, solid episode of Dynamite. Not the best one you're ever going to see. Love the opening match. It was goofy wrestling. Thought the John Moxley match was absolutely crazy. I mean, there's your 180 right there. You know what I mean? Like to say what we can do with pro wrestling in the opening, in, in the opening gambit. And um, there's probably something else I am forgetting. I love the fact that Hook got suspended even though he did nothing wrong. That stuff just, it just tickles me. And I think it's funny. Uh, Spaz Phoenix is going to be our, uh, what do you call it, segue for today. Because he says, at the chamber, Sammy loses, but Kevin Owens and Jay Uso make the save, setting up Sammy, KO, and Jay versus Roman, Solo, and Jimmy, where Jay pulls Jimmy to the light, setting up a respective tag match and Roman's world crumbling before Cody at Mania. Well, you know, you could do that. You could potentially go in that direction. I think people would like it. I think people would be entertained by it. I just sometimes think to myself, is it better just to tell the obvious story here? And the obvious story is naturally Sami Zayn loses because the Usos screw him over, which means Cody now has to become our, our, um, our source of vengeance. And like I've said to you before, and as I said on, on Denise Salcedo's podcast yesterday, which you should also check out, I'm not entirely sure that Roman Reigns is losing at WrestleMania. I know I'm repeating myself from the other day, but this is for the audio listeners too. The Rock ain't going to beat. Well, the Rock wasn't going to beat Roman Reigns, right? That was never on the cards. So there is every chance WWE is going to pull a fast one, and they're going to have Cody Rhodes lose. And then maybe we get to SummerSlam and we do it there instead. I don't think that is totally out of the realms of possibility. Now, do we then get to SummerSlam and Cody wins? Does that take away from what Cody is doing? Because if you just go and check out all the all the numbers for Cody right now, he is a super duper star. You know, when he had that um, chat with Sami Zayn on Raw, and of course it was a combination of them both. They did over 2 million view viewers. The 18 to 49 demo spiked up. Now we as fans don't have to worry about this. As long as you enjoyed it, that's all that matters. But it's still accurate and it's still a fact. And you don't want to diminish that because eventually, even if WWE is desperate to get Roman Reigns to 1,000 days, is that more important than capitalizing on Cody? I would say arguably not, but you can go either way with this. But I think that dangling carrot of the rock goes to show we, um, we, we, just, we just don't know. And the 1,000-day mark is somewhere in between WrestleMania and SummerSlam. Maybe it was always written down that he's, you know, that Roman's going to beat Pedro Morales' record, and that's what they want to do. Maybe that is more important, so that he cements his legacy. Maybe you can argue that if we do do that, Cody Rhodes will have an even more of an impact, even if he does lose, by doing it at SummerSlam, because Roman would have held it for all that extra time. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but I certainly do know that I'm intrigued by it and that I'm very, very excited about it. And I would absolutely love to get uh, your thoughts as well. So again, throw me a super chat and we'll get to it, much as Casa has done, who says, aren't we sick of Roman's title reign by now? Well, I tell you, I think it's a little bit like a bad joke in the sense there was a time when I was like, man, I kind of felt like we've passed the point now and we should have pulled the trigger earlier. But you kept telling me that joke. You kept telling me that joke. And while I found it funny for a little bit and then I lost the humor, now the humor is back. 
And that's how I feel about this Roman Reigns title wrong. It's just making him a badass. Right now, I think Roman is the biggest star in wrestling, not only because he's head of W or face of WWE, and nine times out of 10, if you're in that role, you're going to be the biggest star in wrestling, but because he has held that championship for so long. So now I'm pumped and excited to see who is going to take it off him. And if Cody doesn't do it at WrestleMania, well, what does Roman do then? Do we have stories past the fact? I don't know. But I like that. I like that it's hanging over my head. So now, I also don't think the bloodline would be as well regarded if Roman didn't have this crazy reign along with the Usos. And I do have this thing inside of me where I'm pretty sure the Usos won't make it through WrestleMania with the tag belts. But what I hope happens is that Sola Sokoa somehow gets a championship. Not from Volta. And it wouldn't be from Austin Theory. But also after Mania, that's where the switch comes. So the bloodline still has some sort of, not relevance, they're always going to be relevant, but you know what I'm saying here. And my man Bad Dog Sports, who is always such a supporter of the channel, thank you very much, says, Simon, you're the man. Thank you so much for all your content and awesome sense of humor, brother. It's very refreshing and much appreciated. Well, thank you, dude. And thank you for always engaging with me because that, because that means a lot. Um, you know, and I'd ask everybody that is watching this live on YouTube or listening to it on the podcast, please find my channel. Give me a like, give me a subscribe, do all those kind of things. And if you do, you know, going back to that first match of Dynamite, I'm just being a right pimp here, but it's in arm's reach. So I'm doing it. Make sure <laughs> you get stuff like this. I don't even know if you can see that or not. Hopefully you can. If I put it in front of my face, I know you can. That's right. ProWrestlingTees.com for Simon Miller. I now have a range of merchandise based on the dumb stuff that I said. Goofy wrestling for life. I will die saying this. Even if you're someone that gets mad at me, and I know you do at Simon316 on Twitter, and you yell at me and you rage at me, I'm never going to stop it. I'm always going to do it. I'm always going to pimp it. Dan Housen is the greatest wrestler ever. So is Orange Cassidy. And I'm sorry you don't like it, but tough. I've just realized that t-shirt is definitely see-through, but it doesn't matter. Spaz Phoenix says, since Lesnar Lashley is happening at the chamber, what do they do at Mania? Assuming Lesnar Gunther is scrapped and Lashley in the US title scene has spent its dollar already. Good place to start. Who is going to win? Answer me this chat. Let me know. Who is going to win? out of Gunther, not Gunther, out of Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley. Because I was convinced that this was going to happen at WrestleMania. Now, do we do some kind of screwy finish with the Hurt Business? So then we do, as somebody suggested yesterday, a fight pit match at WrestleMania. Do we want to see that? I'm, I'm certainly somebody that likes to see brand new matches at WrestleMania. That's what I want to see. I want to see different things. I like to see Brock Lesnar take on someone else. I like to see Bobby Lashley take on somebody else. The other day when I was thinking about this, I was like, well, maybe we do some kind of crazy tag team match where it is Bobby Lashley, Shelton Benjamin, Cedric Alexander versus someone like Brock Lesnar, Matt Riddle, and who else is like a fighter dude? Bron Breaker. There's a weird one. I mean, I don't think that works at all, but... I don't know, because who else does Brock Lesnar fight? I am convinced that it's going to be Gunther versus Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus for the Intercontinental title at WrestleMania, and I think that's good, because then you can take it off Gunther without Gunther losing, and you can do a bit of a, uh, a, a feud between Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. I wouldn't even mind if Drew McIntyre went heel. This kind of ties into the Ruby Soho thing we were talking about earlier. What else does he have to do as a face? He's been a face so long, I would kind of heal him up a bit, especially then, because when he does lose the Intercontinental Championship, or whatever you want to do, maybe you can do Cody versus Drew McIntyre. Absolutely want to see that match. I think it would be absolutely awesome. But it all starts here. Because if Brock Lesnar wins, I kind of feel like the feud is done. But if Bobby Lashley reunites the Hurt Business, either way, even after he's lost or, you know, during the match, he's still going to want to get his revenge. So Brock Lesnar wins. F5, 1, 2, 3. Here comes the Hurt Business. They beat him up. I suppose, actually, if you do that, you could probably do some kind of revenge angle on Raw. But I don't know if that works as well. So let me know. How, what do we do here? Who wins? I'm going to go with Bobby Lashley gets the victory because I don't think there's any other opponents for them at WrestleMania. So I think we're using this as almost a starter for the main course. And we, we're going to have to come up with a badass stipulation. I tell you that. The stipulation is going to have to be absolutely amazing. 
if it's not, I think a lot of people won't buy into this. You want to buy into Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar? It's two big men slapping man meat. Uh, Kane French says, do you think Logan will cost Seth the US title at the Elimination Chamber to step up and get more hype around their WrestleMania match? I certainly hope he does do something like that. Mostly because it means we finally double down on the fact that he's meant to be a heel. When he was healing up in the Royal Rumble, Logan Paul was so much better. I don't buy him as a babyface. Some people you just don't buy as a babyface. The Miz, for example. Randy Orton, you know, he got legacy after a while, ironically, so he could get away with it. But naturally, he just had that thing about you where, you know, he wound you up. So MGF is the same, although once again, we did toy around with that. So I think we absolutely established that Logan Paul is is a bad guy screws over seth rollins that helps seth rollins becomes a good guy also protects him in the elimination chamber but as we are talking about that too austin theory has got to win it austin theory has got to win it by hook or by crook he can cheat he can do whatever the hell he wants but if we are going into wrestlemania and it's going to be john cena versus austin theory austin theory's got to win here he's got to win at wrestlemania and then he needs to talk about it all the time he needs to run that into the ground we get to SummerSlam; he's still talking about john cena we get to survivor's theory he's still talking about john cena he loses the u.s title he's still talking about john cena because we have something with austin theory we do i can't put my finger on it but i certainly see what wwe sees but the only way you get to that next level is by beating the stars from the past it's like when brock beat the undertaker what did he do for the next decade as we're coming up to he spoke about beating the undertaker and it turned him into the end of level boss now austin theory is never going to be that character but if you do want him to be the next john cena or whatever that's what we have to do he has to beat people like that and i don't think john cena is going to be back to wrestlemania 40 at the earliest and that will probably be his retirement match so austin theory needs that kind of a win so i think he should win the elimination chamber match let's make sure bronson reed destroys some people let's protect seth rollins with logan paul um damian priest again i would like to see him do well but i can't see him not i'll say doing much but I, he's kind of in a weird position as is um, uh, uh, Montez Ford. I think this really could be a, a sort of coming out party for Montez Ford because he'll do something crazy off one of the cages. However, I just you wouldn't have him win this match. It wouldn't make any sense. You want to build him better. I still think there's stuff for the Street Profits to do as a team, but it's going to be interesting. I like, I like the fact that we've got a well different field. This is the good thing about Roman Reigns sort of hogging up all the belts. It means when we do get to something like the Elimination Chamber, we can focus on the United States Championship, which does make you feel better. It just does. There's no two ways about it. TommyBoy313 says, Hey, Simon, have you considered making review recap YouTube vids of progress chapters? It could help promote British wrestling. Also, I just started training myself. Any tips on front roll, back rolls, or tiger rolls? Uh, I have been chatting to progress about YouTube content, so watch this space uh, if you're into that kind of a thing. And please do check out progress on Progress Demand. I host the show and sometimes I wrestle. All support is good. And in terms of your wrestling training, man, just keep it going keep it going everything's hard to start with it's all about wash rinse repeat once wrist repeat and if anybody else is watching this and thinking about going to do wrestling training just go and do it it was the best thing i'd ever done even if it's not for you and even after a few weeks or a few months you should probably give it you realize that it's not for you you can cross a line under it and you can go and do something else but yes front rolls back rolls tiger rolls judo rolls whatever you're doing they're all hard and it's just about teaching your brain to start doing them naturally and that takes time but tommy i know you can do it i believe in you my man spaz phoenix says bobby omos alexander and benjamin versus lesnar breaker and the creed brothers i'd take that at wrestlemania i mean the hurt business can't lose that one 
<laughs> that would be terrible. But man, I tell you, I'd absolutely, I'd absolutely take it. And also Spaz says, Theory runs a US title gauntlet at Mania. Logan Paul, Bad Bunny, Pat McAfee with Cena as the final boss. Now you can't, you can't do that. I, I don't think I'd buy, I'd buy into that so much. But I tell you, Logan Paul versus Austin Theory, sign me up. That's the kind of stuff I want to see. Uh, the Hebrew Hammer also says, Shalom to you, my brother. Uh, Lesnar versus a returning heel Nakamura at Mania. Now that's a good shout. Once again, do I think we're going to do it? No, but that would get me excited and warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum. So it gets a thumbs up. Let's talk about the Women's Elimination Chamber as well. It doesn't need much, my friends. All it needs is for Oscar to destroy everybody, apart from maybe Raquel Rodriguez, who kind of acts as the Braun Strowman when Roman Reigns won that Hell in a Cell. Because, look, I like the fact that Natalia is in this. She's going to get a great pop. She is a... a hero of that division. And she's always deserved more and instead got farting gimmicks, which was, which, which was never great. But she ain't going to win this. It doesn't make any sense. You're not going to do Bianca Belair versus Natalia at WrestleMania. It doesn't have, the, have, the, have the, the credence that you would want it to be. Raquel Rodriguez, again, huge fan. But I think this should be more about getting that character over and continue to build her throughout the year. You could get a surprise from Liv Morgan. I wouldn't mind that at all. I think Liv Morgan is great. And while I do like this new character, I still think we're kind of somewhere in the middle after she um after she did uh, lose that championship i wasn't a big fan of her championship run not of her being champion i thought that was great but ultimately i just thought there was more we could have done with her and we didn't do it you know we're on the cusp of sorting it out but we're not 100 percent there with the character so what i'm hoping is that I kind of feel like she has to be sacrificed here, though, <laughs> which is a terrible thing to say. But it's true. I don't think I don't, this isn't her match. This is Oscar's match. And everyone keeps saying, oh, well, there's nobody there's nobody in the match that is actually going to feel like a real threat to Bianca Belair. Well, there is if Oscar kicks everybody's ass. I'm just getting the actual list of people up here because my brain is betraying me. But again, the only person we haven't talked about is Nikki Cross and Carmella. Carmella's just come back. We have not reestablished her yet, so we don't need to do anything with her. And Nikki Cross, look, I'm really excited about what we can do with Nikki Cross. We can call Alexander Wolf. We can call Killian Dane, Big Damo. And we can, and Eric Young apparently already signed, but apparently not. We haven't seen him. We can get all those people back involved. And that's a stable I want to see. I love stables. You can never have enough stables. In all walks of life, you need friends, you need colleagues, you need partners. But I don't think it's time for her to win either. So you look through that and you, you, know, you figure it out. Oscar has to be the one. She just does. And if we are going to do that, let's have some fun with this Elimination Chamber match. Like I've said this before with the Rumbles. I would be okay if we split up. So maybe you have a Men's Raw Rumble, you have the Women's Elimination Chamber match. And the next year you have the Women's one, the Men's Elimination Chamber. I know some people don't like that at all, but as far as I'm concerned, I think that's more interesting. I think it's... uh, I think it keeps things uh, fresher, for, for lack of a better term. So if Oscar absolutely whips ass in here and it only goes 15 minutes and we make sure that we don't make it feel like, oh, it went short because it's uh, a woman's match, which is important. You have to take that stuff into account because WWE's done that before. Then you get a number one contender who is going to feel like a right threat, could potentially beat Bianca Belair. And if Bianca Belair beats her, it feels like Bianca Belair beats somebody. And this new Oscar character, which is basically Kana, I think is absolutely tremendous. Uh, Kane says, what do you think will be the breakout match on the card? I mean, if you mean the Elimination Chamber, I think Roman Reigns versus Sami Zayn will win the night. And if you think, and honestly, I'm going to say it now. If we're talking about WrestleMania, I think Logan Paul and Seth Rollins. I do. I've seen what Logan Paul can do. No matter what you think about him, he's brilliant. He just is. He's a great pro wrestler. And Seth Rollins is a generational talent, which is the phrase we like to use. He just is. Seth Rollins is flipping great. And he's always great. He never has a bad match. So 
Honestly, I think that could surprise a lot of people. I really, really do. And I'm super duper excited about it. Although he's not going to win here. He's going to get screwed over, hopefully, by Logan Paul. My man Phoenix says, if Priest wins the US title, Dom faces Rey Mysterio, and obviously Rhea has Charlotte. What if Balor comes out and cuts a promo at Mania about being overlooked and answered by Jay White? That would rock. I would like that. I really hope Jay White goes to WWE just because it's so much more interesting. I know what he'll do in AEW and it will be brilliant. And if he does end up there, I'll be perfectly fine with it. But in WWE, I'd just be so more intrigued. What do you do with this guy from a Triple H point of view? And I think Triple H would get it. As we are talking about the Judgment Day, yeah, Edge and Beth Phoenix versus Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley. I have totally bought into this idea that we are doing Finn versus Edge in a Hell in a Cell at WrestleMania, which is why I think here you've got to probably have the Judgment Day win. Rhea Ripley can't be on a losing team going into WrestleMania. Out of everything that we are predicting for WrestleMania, Rhea Ripley has to beat Charlotte Flair. She just has to do it. Otherwise, I'm going to be a sad panda. I don't want to be sad in my tootsie toes. And I don't think Beth... I mean, Beth Phoenix may have a match, I suppose, but I mean, Edge is the focus of this right now. So... If the Judgment Day run in, Dominic Mysterio, and screws them over, that justifies the Hell in a Cell. Ain't no way that Finn Balor and Edge aren't going to have an amazing Hell in a Cell match. I would still want Finn Balor to win, but I don't think he will. But that's what I would do here. I absolutely would carry on the momentum of the Judgment Day. And you also have to ask the question, if Rhea Ripley does win the championship at WrestleMania, she goes to SmackDown. So then what do we do? I mean, they could jump from both shows. We've been doing it. But WWE seems to be sort of in between, in between them. But the Judgment Day winning... I think has more upside and then we can finally finish this feud with Edge at WrestleMania, which is what we should do. I do think it's gone a little bit long, but I understand why he had something to film. And I, I tell you this, Finn Balor acts like your drunk mate and I'll always take that. Dominic Mysterio has had the best 180 character turn potentially ever. I'm such a huge fan of him. And from this point onwards, you know, Rey Mysterio is not on this show, obviously, but they did that amazing social media thing the other day with Valentine's Day. Make sure you check it out if you haven't seen it. Of course we have to do Dominic Mysterio versus Rey Mysterio at WrestleMania. Maybe even do mask versus hair or something. And I would give it to Dominic. I mean it. This is an Austin Theory John Cena thing. Let's build up the young guys. Because right now WWE is doing such a good job with that. Now, Dominic is such a piece of crap that we get away with it regardless whether he wins or loses. He can just... That's the best thing when you do have that kind of a gimmick. But if we don't do that, we're letting people down, as far as I'm concerned. And, and you'll be past the fact, don't do it at SummerSlam, don't do it at a random pay-per-view, don't do it at next year's WrestleMania, that's crazy. Although there is something poetic to doing it at WrestleMania 40, but let's not. It's all there, let's pull the trigger on it, and, uh, and, we, can, and we can move on. Uh, somebody has asked me a question too, and again, super chat if you'd like to do that. Uh, why don't people enjoy Goofy Wrestling? I don't know. I will open that up to the people listening. If you do not enjoy Goofy Wrestling, drop me a comment. And we can talk about it. But if I were to have a guess, I would presume people don't enjoy goofy wrestling because they think it's too silly and they think it makes wrestling look fake. That would be what my gut tells me. Now, we all know that I don't like the term fake because it's not fake. I do wrestling. It hurts like hell. You walk around with poor knees all the time. But I can only think to myself that because wrestling has been so disrespected by the mainstream for so long, there are certain people within it that feel like it needs to be protected. And I don't think that's the case. You don't worry about the people that don't like wrestling. You worry about the people that do like wrestling. So even if somebody sits down with me and they see Dan Housen's being silly or Orange Cassidy putting his hands in his pockets or the maximum male models, it doesn't matter they don't get it. Because if I sit down to watch a soap opera, I'm probably not going to get that. But a soap opera has tropes. Every now a soap opera does silly things. 
but it's just not for me. So you shouldn't have to worry about me. And it's the same with pro wrestling. The amount of joy I got on Raw when the Maximum Male Models went up to Otis and called him Otis is arguably at least on the same level as what I get from an amazing matchup. Like, it, it, it just is. But yeah, I, that, that's essentially how I see it. I, I just think people... Uh, they. <laughs> They just take sometimes they just take things too seriously, and I don't think there's a need to. And I love goofy wrestling and goofy wrestling for life. I'm not getting the t-shirt out again, but prowrestlingtees.com forward slash Simon Miller. You may you may notice that I'm pimping my wares more recently. We've talked about why. Slap my head, we don't talk about it again. Kane has an idea for SmackDown and Rhea, who says if Rhea moves to SmackDown, we can then have the Judgment Day jump all over the place, and we can also build Ray versus Dom on SmackDown. Uh, but that will be after WrestleMania, though. I think we should do it at WrestleMania. I don't think there's enough time to build it for this WrestleMania. I, I think there's loads of time. I absolutely think there's loads of time to do it, and I, I really hope that we do. Uh, shout out to Yugesh as well, who just donated some money, which is very, very kind. I appreciate you, my friend. And um, Spaz also has an idea that says, if WWE ever had a title both genders could fight for, you could do this. The double ring from War Games, a men and women's rumble happen side by side. Those two winners fight each other as the K drops around them, and then it's the last person standing. And that, my friend, I'm doing it. I don't even care, even though it's going to go crazy, is goofy wrestling for life. It's absolutely nonsensical and the only kind of thing you can do when it comes to pro wrestling. Don't forget, that's another reason why you must support goofy wrestling because it makes no sense sometimes. And you can't do that in real sports. Things have to make sense. Things don't have to make sense in wrestling. Sometimes they don't. So we move on to our main event, Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns. And what else is there to say? What I think we need to do is we need to open this up to the chat. So let me know what your opinions are. What do we do? How do we do it? How do we go about it? Because as far as I'm concerned, the obvious story is the best story. Sami Zayn loses. And I've seen people saying, no, he's a ratings draw, and we need to do this, and we need to do that. But that's not as good as a tale. Sami Zayn winning is not going to affect me as emotionally as Sami Zayn losing, especially if Jey Uso turns on him, right? Because if Jey Uso turns on him, all of a sudden we're going to hate Jey Uso more than we've ever hated Jey Uso. And we're going to hate Roman Reigns more than we've ever hated Roman Reigns. And we're going to be desperate for somebody, anybody, to stop the bloodline. And if we can get to WrestleMania, which is the home territory of the good guys, and we can have Cody Rhodes beat Roman Reigns, and we can have Sami Zayn get some sort of revenge when he takes out one of the Usos, or both of the Usos, along with Kevin Owens, his best friend, who will also save him at the end of the Elimination Chamber to make sure we do send the fans home happy. There's so much to that. I think that's a wonderful plan. And I think it builds everyone. It builds Cody Rhodes. It builds Sami Zayn. It builds Kevin Owens. And then don't forget, we have to do things coming out the back of WrestleMania. Do we do a Cody and Sami food? Because Cody feels bad that Sami Zayn got screwed over. Is that even a good idea? Does he win money in the bank? How does Kevin Owens fit into any of this? Do we get to the end of the year and Kevin Owens screws Sami Zayn over so we can do that at WrestleMania 40? Which would be a beautiful moment if you understand their history together. Whatever we have to do in order to build more stars is what we should do and i think that's the way to do it Sami Zayn don't have to pull the trigger on right now we can keep building we can keep chipping away on cody we've got to be a bit more careful with because if he tries and fails a lot of people think he's going to win and he probably promised that he'll win too and then you're kind of on a bit of a precipice a precipice but there was a time when it was just john cena john cena john cena i've just thrown three names at you that could make a massive difference coming out of the back of wrestlemania and that excites me and you has an idea as well who says do you think drew will get his big moment at wrestlemania his big moment again. WrestleMania during the pandemic was really unfortunate. Classic of the Castle was awesome, but still left me craving. I still have faith. What do you think? Well, I would honestly, I would turn Drew McIntyre heel. That's what I would do. I think it's time that he had a whole new... You know what? Now I think about it, I wouldn't be totally against the idea of Drew McIntyre turning heel down the line 
and being the guy to take the belt off Cody, that ain't a bad idea. I'm talking way down the line. I'm talking way, way, way down the line towards the end of the year. I think a heel champion that is Drew McIntyre is pretty damn cool. And maybe that even leads into the Royal Rumble with something as well. So that's what I would do. And you still get your moment. It's just a different kind of moment. And we've got to roll with those punches. Uh, my man Spaz Phoenix as well. He's always so supportive. We definitely pimp out his stuff. You can check out his podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Rumble and iTunes for more of my silly ideas. And his chamber preview drops tomorrow at 10 a.m. Toronto, Canada time. That is Spaz Phoenix podcast. And Spaz and everyone else, thank you for supporting me. As well as um, Running Manly, which is a great name. Excited to see you do a live stream. Thanks, brother. Huge fan. I hope to see you wrestle. Learned a lot about the Fitness Palace of Love and will support your career. Well, thank you. And thank you to everyone that does come to my wrestling matches the next one is a week sunday which is the 26th of february down in yeovil for upw and i suppose we can talk about that let's get some questions in as well we've kind of gone through the elimination chamber and wwe aew got screwed by the internet but any questions just drop them in the in the chat right now and we'll talk about them um but uh, yeah but the cool thing about upw is they let me be a character heel i know we talked about this before but in case you're brand new to it so i am the money maker down there so essentially we took my youtube persona and we made it out like i'd made millions and millions and now i'm just an absolute asshole and when i started doing this so many people said to me oh he can't play a heel miller can't play a heel and at the last show i walked out there and i got booed for five minutes straight I was the happiest man ever. <laughs> I had such a smile on my face. Now, I'm not going to tell you what's going to happen at that show, but I will wink, wink, tease. It's going to be more nuts than ever, and we will cover that match on the YouTube channel. But I suppose it just goes to show, never let anyone tell you no. Like, you can do anything that you set your mind towards. And the fact now I get to, be a, I get to have a gimmick, right? That was the only bad thing about having my, um, uh, my real name. It kind, of put you, it kind of put me in a difficult position when it came to having a character. But the fact that I'm now the moneymaker down there with my own gear, my own identity, something else about to happen that I can't talk about, and the fact that I get heat, brother, it's awesome. And that's what wrestling is all about. It's all about trying out all these things, be it a singles match, a tag match. Like down at Tidal Wrestling, I'm in a tag team right now with memes. Bless that guy. So there's, so there's so many cool things going on. That's because you guys support me. So, so thank you very much. And somebody has asked when I'm wrestling back down Kent, I will be there in March for UKPW. So if you go check out UKPW socials, I will be coming back to Canterbury, I believe. So if you're in the Kent area, come on down. Tell them you're here to see me and then they'll book me again. <laughs> and someone says, do you ever wrestle near Northampton? Probably. Again, keep an eye on my Twitter at Simon316 and I will keep you uh, up to date. The Hebrew Hammer in the Super Chat. Thank you very much, my friend, says... How do you see a returning Nakamura fitting into the current landscape, heel, face, or opponent? It's weird. Why has he been gone for so long? Because he had that match for Noah, and then we haven't seen him since. I don't know when he's coming back. Looking at the roster as it is, I think he should probably come back as a heel. Once again, I think that's more interesting, but are you actually going to get people to boo Shinsuke Nakamura? I doubt it very much. In terms of opponents, who would I like to see him against? I would like to see him... If Austin Theory holds the US title through Mania and after it, which I think he should do, him beating a Shinsuke Nakamura, I think is awesome. I know that will annoy some people, but I also kind of think that's the point because then he's defeated everybody. So I think I'd probably try and insert him there or do it the other way. If Gunther holds the Intercontinental Championship, do the Shinsuke match. That's a badass match. And I'm pretty sure they fought before. Maybe they haven't actually. Maybe it doesn't tie in. I kind of feel like they have, but that would be awesome. So... That's what I would do with him. But right now, I think because we do have two awesome baby faces, if there anyone is not a bit stale, but kind of struggling to find their feet, I would absolutely switch them right now. You want to make sure you balance the books. But again, Drew McIntyre's one, Shinsuke Nakamura's one. I'd keep Sheamus' face because it feels like it's the first time he's been a proper good guy and it's working. The brawling brutes are, are awesome. 
Uh, Solo Zakoa, you know, keep that guy as a heel. The Usos, you know, you're going to have some fun with them after WrestleMania. I'm trying to think of somebody else that's probably on the, you know, on the precipice of turning. I can't think of anybody. But again, if you've got an idea, let me know. Uh, somebody says, would you want to wrestle on TV once on a WWE show as a jobber? Yes, I say this to anybody. If you have wrestled a jobber match or an enhancement talent match on WWE, you smashed it. Imagine the first time you take a bump and then you get to do that. Truly, truly amazing. Someone else says, with the current roster in WWE, who would you love to face the most? My answer is all the same. It's Roman Reigns. If I'm facing Roman Reigns, oh my gosh, I've done well. Otherwise, Otis, obviously, and the maximum male models. Am I the only one who wants Jay to turn against Roman and help Sammy win or come in with a save at the chamber no my friend loads of people want that i mean that would be an amazing moment too and the crowd would go nuts but i want chaos i want sadness and i want everybody to cry and talk about chaos make sure you check out ups and downs today for a dynamite i appreciate you guys watching uh, opinions on side british wrestlers who think that should be with the big guys i don't want to make a big list of this because i'll forget so all i'm going to tell people is to check out leon slater he is 18 years of age. He doesn't make any sense. He's way too good <laughs> for 18. He's going to smash it. Within a couple of years, him and Nick Wayne are going to be all over the place and more power to them. Uh, someone says, what wrestling schools would you recommend? I would just find the one nearest of your area and then make sure you ask around. But there's a load of good ones. If you're in London, Play Fight is awesome. Um, I mean, I'm going to forget that the one in New Wave in Wales is good. If you're up in Manchester, uh, I can't remember what it's called. It's Sam Bailey School. What damn my brain? I see it every single day. I hate my brain so much. There's a load of good guys doing it. If the trainer is good, it doesn't matter what kind of uh, equipment they've got. They're going to absolutely smash it. Uh, theory versus Cena doesn't need the US title. What Theory needs is the rub. I disagree. I think there's more on the line if he remains. If he comes at WrestleMania and he beats John Cena and he's the US champion, he's totally smashed it. So that would be amazing. Uh, I'd love to see you in WWE, Simon. <laughs> so would I. Some people say, would you take the contract? Yes. <laughs> I'm not crazy. Uh, when Roman takes his break after losing his championship, should Jay take over as the bloodline leader? No, give it to Sola Sokoa. That man is ready to go. Or just se se uh, separate Sola Sokoa and have him go on a tear and beat absolutely everyone. I'm such a fan of Sola Sokoa. Think about how he debuted on the main roster at Clash of the Castle when he pulled Drew McIntyre out of the ring. He hasn't put a foot wrong. Every match has been great. I don't believe he has lost. And if he has, it doesn't matter because I'm not recalling it. He should be winning a secondary title before the end of the year, either Intercontinental or US. Now, they're both held by heels at the moment, but that will change. And when we, as soon as we have the opportunity to do it, Solo Sokoa should get one of those belts because that man is awesome and that man knows what he's doing and he's only going to get better and better and better. Uh, John Cena is trying to join the board A-hole club. I kind of think he's already there, my friend, but he's John Cena and he can do whatever you want. How would you feel about Jimmy versus Jay at WrestleMania? I don't think we need it. I think if you're going to tell that story, you do want to start teasing it earlier. And we have not been heading in that direction at all. Um, I kind of feel like we'd be trying to retrofitting that around the story. So no, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't massively like it. And shout out to Kane in the super chat. Kane, thank you so much. I appreciate you very much for supporting the channel who says, if you want chaos, here we go, Dr. Robotnik. And how about this? Sammy versus Roman Elimination Chamber. Jimmy superkicks Sammy. Jay superkicks Roman and the Usos leave the bloodline. I mean, you could do it. I just think you're leaving money on the table because I want to see the Usos lose those championships to Sami Zayn and to Kevin Owens. Because Kevin Owens need his revenge too. Don't forget that Kevin Owens is still hanging around playing Nintendo, man. He was left for dead at the Royal Rumble and we haven't seen him since. And I massively appreciate WWE keeping him on TV, off TV. Don't forget when CM Punk in 2011 won the World Championship. We didn't even wait two weeks. <laughs> we couldn't handle it. 
and we just pulled him back in. Whereas now, okay, it's only been you know a month-ish, three weeks, but that still counts. It sells the building. It sells the idea that Kevin Owens could be in trouble. And you've now opened the door for him to come back at the Elimination Chamber, have this massive return. So even if Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens, even if Sami Zayn does lose, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because you have the feel-good factor at the end. It's like a nice twist in the movie. It'd be a bit like if Jack in Titanic did get on that bit of wood, which he could have done, and then they sailed away and then he fell in the water anyway. No, that's the wrong way around. Who cares? I know what I'm talking about. Uh, Do we think we're going to see a dusty finish at Elimination Chamber? Yes, because I think that's a good way to get the fans to go crazy. And sometimes there's nothing wrong with that at all. Are there any resting moves that you flat out refuse to take? No, but it would depend on, for example, when I came back from my broken hand after it had been broken, taking a powerbomb, I didn't take a powerbomb for a while. That's not me refusing to take it. That's just me being smart. So if somebody pitched a move to me and something went off in my brain, like I don't want to do it, then I wouldn't do it. Because if you're not feeling it, you're not going to take it properly and you're going to hurt yourself. That's how people nine times out of 10 get hurt in wrestling. They're not confident with it and they don't take it the right way. When you throw yourself into things, it doesn't hurt at all. So, yeah. Uh, How would you feel about WrestleMania? Cody, Sammy, and Roman have a triple threat. Cody or Sammy wins. And at SummerSlam, we get the Usos versus Roman and Solo. Well, this ties into the fact that we could do a triple threat at WrestleMania. I just don't think we need to do it. As we've already said, I feel like, while it would be awesome, and I'd love to see Sammy Zayn and Cody Rhodes in the main event, more power to them. I want feel-good moments at WrestleMania, and this is taking away the tag team match. We're repeating ourselves now, but it's true. And I would much rather have the tag team match and the Universal Unified Championship match. Because then Sami Zayn wins. If you put him in that triple threat match, I don't think he's winning. I think Roman wins that match if you do a triple threat match. Potentially. I don't know. Maybe he stacks them both up like he did Edge and Brian Danielson. <laughs> it's great. People were so mad. It made me laugh. Uh, do you think Triple H will ever give Sami the title? Yes, I do. I think he'll become money in the bank. I think at some point he will be the champion for a small period of time. And it will be awesome. And it will cement his status wherever he is in the card. And it'll be much deserved. Uh, Sammy and KO both pin Royal Rumble. And the title gets split up like it should be. No, I don't want that to happen. Um, I don't know how you split up those. T- I've now actually, the more I think about it, the more I actually do agree with this idea that when you split the titles, a new one has to be introduced. Because why would Cody win the title and go, oh, I want to split them up? What? I want Raw and SmackDown to have a championship each. That doesn't make me think he's cool. It makes me think he's an idiot. And Cody Rhodes is not an idiot. Cody Rhodes is the greatest guy on the planet. So... I think that's what you're going to have to do and then just start calling the, the, one of the championships something else. Don't forget that Cody keeps teasing that he's going to bring back the winged eagle belt. I'm just repeating the podcast from the other day now, but I just spied it out of the corner of my eye. I love that belt so much. Look at it. It's, it's like a beautiful, <laughs> a beautiful human. It's, it's now taken my fancy and I can't, uh, I, can't take, uh, I can't take my eyes off it. Right, we'll do a few more minutes of questions. So if you definitely want to get your answers, please do drop it in the super chat. Also, shout out to the people listening on audio. I massively appreciate you too. And please do subscribe to that feed should you so wish. Uh, which member of the NXT roster do you think has the most promising future on the main roster? I mean, I still think Bron Breaker. I think he's going to do great. I love the Creed brothers. Roxanne Perez will be awesome when she gets called up. Uh, uh, Carmelo Hayes. Apollo Crews should probably come back by now. Jinder Mahal, he seems like he's got a lot of potential. <laughs> we could do something. We could do something with him. And to capitalize on this momentum of Sammy, should Sammy win next year's Royal Rumble and face Cody at next year's Mania? No, no, no. Give him money in the bank instead. Let's do it now. Sammy Zayn doesn't need to win next year's Royal Rumble. We'll have a whole different kettle of fish by then and brand new stories. We don't need to eke it out too much. There will be a natural end point to all of this, and that's just as important as pulling the trigger on it in the first place. You don't want to miss that natural end. Then it will suck. Uh, Simon, totally non-related. Who do you see the next person jumping ship from WWE to AEW and vice versa? Well, Brian Cage's contract is up soon. There's every chance it could happen. I'm not saying that it is, but I'm trying to think feasible. 
Otherwise, I really don't know. Out of w- Right now, I think it would be difficult for someone to leave WWE if you're in a prominent spot. So it's probably going to be someone we're not even thinking of. But just to have some fun, I will say that from WWE... Come on, Simon. Think of someone amazing. Come on, brain. You can, <laughs> you can figure this out. So I'm going to say that... Now i got no one. I can't think of anybody. Let me know your opinions in the chat. But I could see a Brian Cage going to WWE. FTR could go to WWE just because they keep teasing it, although I think they're going to come back in that casino battle royal now. That's what I want to talk about. Shout out to the guns. That's right, I'm doing it. Everybody on the internet is always ragging on the guns. I love the gun club. I love Austin. I love Colton. I love that video on Dynamite where they just laughed and went, ha <laughs> ha. We know we only got here because of our dad, but who gives a flub? I like the fact they're champions, and I like the fact they're despicable heels. I like the fact they beat the acclaimed, and I think the acclaimed are the best thing ever. It made me feel something. It got me mad. And now we can tell a story, and I do think that four-way we're doing at Revolution, that FTR will somehow get into it, either start a few with the gun club or beat them. Because Dax was on his podcast the other day, basically calling them nepotism assholes. So so I totally think that is going to happen. And good, blur the lines. Make me question things. Work me, brother. That's what it's all about. Shout out to Sean as well, who just supported the channel with some money. That's awesome. I mean, that's so kind. I know how hard it is to earn a dollar these days. So the fact you feel like I'm worth it makes me feel warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum. And JJ says, what happens to Roman after he loses the belts? He goes away. That's the best thing to do. He goes away for a long time. Six months. Maybe comes back as a surprise in the Royal Rumble. I still think he's going to lose it at SummerSlam. I don't think he's going to lose it at Mania. So yeah, go away for six months, come back in the Rumble. And then he goes part-time. He becomes the new John Cena. And that's okay. That's fine. I hope he smashes Hollywood if that's what he wants to do. I hope John Cena continues to smash Hollywood. Obviously, The Rock is fine. Batista is like the best ever actor to make the transition. And that makes me happy too. You've got to remember that, I'm not saying you're not, do, you're not saying this, but you've got to remember that these people are human beings and wrestling's hard. Like I'm getting older and I know that I don't have, well, I probably have a long while left in me, but eventually it will catch up to me, which is why I'm trying to do all this other stuff. You know, I got my acting going on. So many people messaged me, cheap plug, at Simon316, Instagram and Twitter, going, Simon, why do you look so moody in the Denise Elimination Chamber uh, preview video or predictions video? It's my acting headshot. In acting headshots, you got to look moody. But some people were so mad about this. <laughs> I didn't really know how to respond to it. But uh, I like the fact you used that. I thought it was quite funny. It tickled me. But uh, yeah, that you know, I'm trying to... I kind of get it because I'm trying to be a success in all of these things. I want my wrestling career. I want all the matches. Of course I do. I'd love to have a shot with WW or AEW, as dreamlike as that sounds. I'm doing acting all the time. I go to lessons twice a week and I've got another coach helping me with my American accent. We're not doing it before you ask. And I'm getting self-tapes here and there. And I want that to take off as well because you shouldn't limit yourself. I want the YouTube stuff to still go. You know, I'm not going to stop doing YouTube. I mean, one day I may have to if an amazing opportunity came up, but we talk about it. I'd make a video. I don't think I'd give it up entirely. The frequency would just be left. So that's what I tell anybody. If there's something you want to do, just go and do it. You're in control. If you want to go have a pizza, you can go out the door right now and have a pizza. And it's the same with wrestling. It's the same as acting. It doesn't mean you're going to be any good at it, but at least you'll know. And sometimes I think that's half the battle. So if you want to... Uh, I'm not saying you didn't have to chase your dreams, but just believe in yourself. Someone's got to do it. Brad Pitt wasn't Brad Pitt before he was Brad Pitt. And that barely makes any sense. <laughs> um, we've done that one already. If you could book one WWE dream match, what would that be? Uh, Bret Hart versus... Well, it'd be, well, it's not even WWE. I'm going to screw you over here. It'd be Brian Danielson versus Bret Hart. I would love to see that. Even though it's sort of, it'd be more of a technical wrestling match. Which I mean, I love technical wrestling matches, but it's not like, you know... Santina Morella versus Danhausen, which I'd probably get more of a kick out of. But I think that they would have such an amazing match 
that we'd probably talk about it forever. In terms of who we got right now in WWE, I mean, we've kind of seen a lot of matches because they don't really hold back. No, I don't really think there is anyone that stands out by, by a country mile, which is why it's so good that we've got Sammy versus Roman and Cody versus Roman, right? We did it. We found a way to come up with these matches. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. What's going to happen? Ooh, and make a bunch of noises, a bunch of noises uh, like this. Uh, Simon, how would you book Roman feuding with who? And who do you see WWE putting the titles uh, with Roman to feud after? No, I don't think Roman feuds with anyone. Again, I think he goes away. I think he goes away. Then he can come back and feud with whoever he wants. He could even come back as a Brock Lesnar type character where he never needs the championships again. It all depends what his plans are. And you can't take it away from him now. I totally think that Roman Reigns is a, is a bona fide Hall of Famer. First ballot Hall of Famer. And not just in the WWE uh, Hall of Fame, which I know kind of comes with an asterisk. Anybody's Hall of Fame. He moves numbers. He's had a defining title reign. The bloodline are awesome. He's been part of one of the best stories in the last 20 years. And I don't think it happens without him. And really, while we did make a lot of mistakes with him, we probably should have done this back in 2016. It is some credit I will give to WWE for standing by because they easily could have pulled the rug out from underneath him, which they did do accidentally a few times when the, the crowd had turned, but their stubbornness actually paid off. And I, you know, I'm, I think that's... I think, I think it's great. I really do. I think Roman Reigns is a top-tier talent, and whatever they saw in him was 100% the right thing, which is why I have faith in Austin Theory, too, to go back to our earlier conversation. He seems like the type of guy that may have similar qualities, and if we can just sort of crack the egg with him as well, then we're going to have a good time. And we do need someone to fill that void, and Cody Rhodes could absolutely do it. I think Sami Zayn could do it. I think he has a quirkiness about him that would appeal to a totally different fan base. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if we are going with the typecast that WWE enjoys, you got Cody Rhodes, you got a Braun Breaker, you got guys like this. We'll have to wait and see. We shrug our shoulders and we shall wait. Uh, if I could have one person back in WWE, who would it be? I think Miro at this stage. But I'm happy as long as Miro gets featured somewhere. I just miss Miro. Now, look, I don't know what the ins and outs are. I don't know if they're on good terms or bad terms. So I'm not going to speculate. I just know as a fan, I miss him. And maybe it's his fault. Maybe it's AEW's fault. Again, I don't really care. I'm just talking about it from a purely watching the show point of view. I would love Miro to be back sooner or later because I think he's great. He makes me laugh. He entertains me. And he's also the epitome of serious wrestling and goofy wrestling together which is likely why I love him as much as I do. We'll never forget him throwing a fish at Lana and going nuts about fishes. One of the strangest and best things I've ever seen in wrestling. Bushin Ryu Cat says, Simon, here's how the Elimination Chamber main event ends. Wow. Spoilers, everyone. Ryu Cat knows. When Roman has Sammy almost beaten, the lights go out. <laughs> this is great already. The lights go on and Barry Barricade is in the ring. Sammy throws Roman into a stiff Barry armbar and pins for the win. My brother, my man, my friend. If that goes down, I'll be the happiest person ever. That's the kind of stuff I want. I would pop so much for that. And the internet would all blame me, even though it's not my fault. It'd be like when everyone left what culture, <laughs> it's apparently my fault. I would love that so damn much. And for everybody asking, a Barry Barricade tea is coming to Pro Wrestling Tees. Don't worry. You can keep an eye on it. Again, prowrestlingtees.com for us Simon Miller. I'm overpimp that now, but everybody else does it. Why can't I, right? That's right. I would love that. Some people ask me, where did Barry Barricade come from? I don't know. It's my weird brain. It was just, it was, it was coming up so much. He got thrown into the barricade. He got thrown into the barricade. He got thrown into the ring post. I was like, these people are becoming like my buddies. So I should name them. So Barry Barricade is just, um, in, not intonation. Whatever that thing is that Sam, Stan Lee loved to do. I remember it. Lit, lit, I can't remember it. Someone in the chat tell me. But that's all that is. Same with Rita the Ring Post. Same with Simba the Still Steps. Same with Timmy the Timekeeper's Table. No, Alan the Announcer's Table. Timmy the Timekeeper's Table. And Tina the Turnbuckle. <laughs> 
It's so dumb. It's so dumb. I'm so happy. And I want to thank you while we are here for allowing me to be a moron on the internet. I get way too much, um, way too much enjoyment from it. Uh, who do you see winning the title match at WrestleMania? And what do you see the match being for the titles at SummerSlam? And do you see them making a new title? Somebody has joined the stream late, but I still appreciate you. We'll go through it again quickly. Uh, I think Roman retains at WrestleMania. I think SummerSlam Cody probably wins. And I think they probably should make a new title because why would you drop one? That makes you an absolute moron. Uh, who's your favorite wrestler when you were growing up? Bret Hart, always Bret Hart. The best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. Simon, do you take pre-workout? I take non-stim pre-workout. Apart from leg days when I take pre-workout. I'm just going to pimp it here too. Gorillamind.com, force that Simon. You just go to time and get 10% off. But the reason I became affiliated with them is because I believe in their product. And it's as simple as that. So if you want supplements that I genuinely think work, check out Gorillamind. You just go to Simon. I get a little bit of money. You don't have to do it. Alliteration. Thank you, Sean. That's what I was thinking of. Alliteration. My brain couldn't remember it. But um, yeah, that's where it all came from. From. I just like Marvel comics and I like DC comics and I thought well, if Stan Lee can do it why can't I and I stand by that and I always will everyone has a controversial wrestling opinion what is yours goofy wrestling is better than serious wrestling is Rhea beating Charlotte she better do otherwise we've gone absolutely nuts and Simon can you rate these wrestlers based on promo work Randy Orton Steve Austin Chris Jericho and Roman Reigns this is going to be somewhat controversial I would put Steve Austin at the top I would then have Roman Reigns and then I'd probably go Chris Jericho, Randy Orton. Now, that is not an affront to anyone you've mentioned. These are all top-tier talents, and they've made it to where they make it because they can do it all. But I think Roman Reigns is a damn good promo. And when he is mouthing off into the camera, I'm like, damn, man, I want to see you. I, I want to see you have a fight. And that's what a promo is there for, to talk you into the, into the building. But I also give a shout-out to Randy Orton because before he got injured, and I do hope he comes back soon, his, you know, don't give an F attitude was great whether it was on social media or interviews or doing promos i had a i had a really good uh, i had a really good time with it a lot of people asking for a fitness live stream in the future too i mean we can do it but you have to give me ideas because i don't really know what that would be but send me a message i'm sure we can get into that and we shall end by just saying kane thank you very much for the super chat that just says thank you simon clap 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 thank you simon which is a lovely thing to send my way again you send me positive vibes and i massively do appreciate it um, if you are listening on the podcast feed, I know this is going to be a massive choppy and uh, sort of cut together episode, but we had problems with the stream. I promise that I will get it sorted soon. To the people in the chat, no, we're not doing the American accent right now. It's a work in progress. I will bust it out when I feel like the time is right. But otherwise, thank you for joining me on this Thursday. We're going to try and do a couple of streams a week. Subscribe to the channel, subscribe to the audio feed because some will be exclusive to YouTube and some will be exclusive to that because I just want to make it worth your while if you go to either position. Like the video, share the video, subscribe, do all that kind of stuff. Uh, the podcast is supported by patreon.com for Simon316. Even if you throw a dollar in there, I don't earn anything from these podcasts. Well, I do a bit now because you've been nice with super chats, but you know, in general, but you don't have to do anything that you don't want to do. I really am sorry for the internet problems, but I actually think I've got it sorted now given the connection that I have gone to. So next time there shouldn't be a problem, but thank you for sticking with me. I know it's annoying. I would be annoyed too. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Keep enjoying wrestling because that's the whole point. And I will see you live next week. Otherwise, it will be me on demand, chapped in my little YouTube box. Yeah.